Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Yikes, man. Yikes. I did not think that we would be getting on the radio at 10 a.m. on Wednesday discussing not only a bad Sacramento Kings performance against the Hornets, but a loss for the Sacramento Kings to the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte notches just their eighth win of the season, 111-104 for Sacramento. Charlotte coming off. They were in the second night of a back-to-back. They were missing a couple of players. It was just everything was lined up for the Kings, and you and I talked about it on on Tuesday's show, James. We talked about, like, hey, this is a good opportunity to blow this team out of the water, get your starters 25 minutes, and then get them out and get, get set up to play the Magic on Wednesday. And instead, they not only lost, they smoked a late lead, they... I think from a pure basketball standpoint, might have played their worst game of the year. Yeah. Although uh, the couple in Houston were really I, I don't know if I'm going to put it that way. I, this is their worst loss of the year for me. This like is, when we're chalking up bad losses, this is the worst one for me. This is the one that says you're not serious. Hmm. That, that says it, like you're not ready yet. And until you are ready, like I, I don't know, like stop talking about like who you think you're going to be mm-hmm. because until you fix things like what happened last night, then like you can't take the next step. The next step is for you to be a grown up basketball team. That was not a grown up basketball team. Yep. That was a 13 year old throwing a tantrum in his room. And I, I don't know what, what else to say. I mean, you walk into a game like, Demonis Sabonis was a beast, but 11 turnovers, man. That's a bad game. 11 turnovers. That's a bad game. And like pulling Malik Monk five minutes into his stint and saying, you're done. Like, that's a bad game. Like, there were so many things to point to in this where you had a team that was bad. Not only are they bad, mm-hmm. I mean, they're epically bad. They lost 11 in a row coming into that game last night. Well, And you could see it in the first the first nine minutes of the first quarter. Yeah. They couldn't shoot. They couldn't get an open shot. They couldn't play defense. And they were still just sitting there tied. 
it was or, or down to or up to you're like okay well this is one of those games where they're going to figure it out at some point and throttle a team but they didn't they never took it serious and then when they they decided to take it serious was when Terry Rozier got red hot and the game was over mm-hmm. you you let one guy get hot and that's how that's what happens in those games that was not a highly competitive game. That was a really good team sinking to the lowest of low level of a bad opponent who not only was missing their starting point guard, but like their starting small forward. And oh, by the way, their starting shooting guard uh, got couldn't go like at 15 minutes before lineups were due. So 60% of their starting lineup is gone. Actually, it's 80 because Mark Williams wasn't able to go either. So you had one guy, and you let one guy beat you. Like, all right, if that's who you are. That's So before I dive into just how abysmal it was, because I think everybody kind of knows that, I will note, small silver lining here. Uh Uh-oh. That a sign of the times in Sacramento is that there is genuine anger about this and not apathy. Yes. That it's like... Oh hey, that's not what this team is supposed to look like. Instead of well, like there were I I I and again this is a small, very small subsection of of Kings fans. But I had people replying to me on the internet last night. I I'm not watching tomorrow. This oh. is dumb. This is terrible. <laughs> it's like if you want to take a night off, I don't I don't mind, man. After after that, if you want to take a night off, I I don't I don't mind at all. But it, just to just to kind of get back to it. That is the that is the kind of loss that and look, Boston almost Boston went to OT at home with Detroit. Yeah. Okay. Like like weird things happen in the NBA, but for the Kings, they are not Boston. This is not a championship contender who has co- proven night in and night out that they are one of the best teams in the NBA. Oh, and then they had a bad night. This is a pattern. This is those two games in Houston. The the first game of the two in New Orleans, where they were just non-competitive. Didn't show up. It's it is and and we keep asking, like, okay, well, when are the real Kings going to show up? In fact, uh, in in the YouTube chat in the chatty house, youtubecom espn 1320 Twitch.tv/ESPN1320/Weezy80. I don't get the Kings, man. Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Not sure which one is the real Kings. This is it. You're seeing it. The real Kings are the team that, yeah, hey, they might go hang with, they might go beat Denver and Phoenix and Minnesota in Minnesota. Sure, they're capable of all that. But they're also capable of what you saw last night. And that that's not to say the season is over. That's not to say that they can't get better than this. This is not to say that uh, this isn't working, blow up the whole thing. No. But it's just very clear to me with this group of players that this is kind of where they 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 cap out. Like they're just they're a very good team that is still capable of losing a game like last night. Yeah, it's tough because what this game really looked like is a couple of years ago under Alvin Gentry, the Philadelphia 76ers rolled into Sacramento and they lost five starters before the game. Five starters mm-hmm. out. And the Kings got rolled. Mm-hmm. rolled by a team missing five starters. And so the problem is that that team that I'm talking about that lost that game was a bad team, straight mm-hmm. up bad team. This team should not be this team. And it's funny because last season, 
that's what our comparison should be, right? It should mm-hmm. be last season. Yes. Well, last season, this team was resilient. Yes. They didn't have a bad loss early in the season. I don't even remember when they had a bad loss, but it wasn't. Maybe they had one or two the entire season. I'm sure they had some. Yeah. This team already has like five or six just flat out bad losses. The, mm-hmm. la- the loss last week to Portland, that's just a joke. That's a bad loss. Yep. You walk into a, a, an arena where a team is not good at all and you don't take them serious and you get punked. And then you you go to Atlanta and you do the same exact thing for the first 24 minutes of the game. You just flat out don't show up and you get punked. Mm-hmm. You get lucky and somehow you you play defense in the second half and hey, bounce back nice. Show what kind of team you are, mm-hmm. right? And and you beat them. And then you carry that into Memphis. But the fact that I, I don't want any excuses about the first game back after a road trip. Like, come on now. This is one That's, of the worst teams in the NBA. Yeah. And you just let them walk into your home court with a sold-out building. And people had to leave early because you were trash in the final two minutes of a game. Be, because you left them. You let them stick around. If you, This was 100% on the Kings. You, you let a horrific team Mm -hmm. stick around and when that happens all bets are off i'll buy the i heard the broadcast saying this last night it was would love the effort in the first game back after a long road trip first of all three games is not a long road trip no i understand they went across the country okay but look that flies in the first half okay hey they're only up five but first first game back they'll get it together in the second half and they didn't or if they were playing a better team, if they were playing Oklahoma City and just kind of face-planted against Oklahoma City, it's like, ah, eh, well, you know, first game back, they're, they're not w- that they're not worse than Oklahoma City like that. You know, it's that's the frustrating part of this. It's like the opponent matters here. Yeah. And you don't get, I'm sorry, the, the Kings are, for me, and maybe not for, for you, James, or you, listener, or whoever, the Kings for me are beyond the like, hey, good effort. Oh, yeah. They tried. And it wasn't, frankly. No, it, I I no. did not I did not watch that game and go, man, they are trying their asses off right now, and they just can't. If it was man, they just couldn't buy a bucket, which was a little bit the case last night. They they smoked a couple of lamps that I that I don't think they they would they would typically miss, but it wasn't like man, they just can't buy one. And boy, the the Hornets are just getting really lucky. it. Just the, the <laughs> I hate this cliche, but the Hornets just wanted it more last night. Kyle. That's that's certainly that is certainly how it came off to me on the television. They had every reason to want it more. They'd lost 11 in a row, mm-hmm. right? And and if you're a professional basketball player, you have pride. Yeah. You should want to go in there and do everything you can do to win a game. Mm-hmm. I, and it's the strangest thing, man. I, like, there are weird barometers for teams. There's things that you can look at that, like, you can circle in a box score and say, okay, I, when this happens, I know that this is going to be a long night, right? Mm-hmm. And for a lot of teams, it's like, okay, fast break, uh, points or uh, second chance points. Kings dominated second. It was like mm-hmm. twenty-two to two second chance points. Right. All of these like things are usually things that you can circle on a box score and say this is something that I can point to. A lack of focus for the Sacramento Kings. If you want to look at a lack of focus, all you have to look at is one stat: their mm-hmm. missed free throws. Yep. Every time they miss free throws like this, when they're it means they're they're not focused, and they lose. Yep. And to me, it doesn't make any sense that you walk into a game that should be it's important as any other game that you played. 
you want to beat a good Memphis team or a, a bad Memphis team, Memphis, in mm-hmm. Memphis, you can't come back and lose at home yep. to a bad, bad team. Yep. Especially on the first night of a back-to-back when you've proven all year long that you you don't have the intestinal fortitude to survive a, the second night of a back-to-back. And that that is just it. And we'll dive into the whole second night of a back-to-back thing a little bit later on in the show, but we have plenty to dig into with this Kings-Hornets game first. Yeah. That's the problem here. And that's the problem with the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. I don't care how good you can be. I don't care how what your hey, on one night, we can beat any team in the league, whoever you think the best the Celtics. We can beat the Celtics on on any on any given night. Okay, that's that's great. But are you are you capable of putting together seven games of that and win a playoff series? And then do that four times. And the answer right now is no. Yeah. You you cannot you cannot trust this team right now to bring it at a high level. You can trust certain players. Yeah. I trust De'Aaron Fox to win a game with my life on the line individually. But I don't I don't trust this team to go be better than a playoff team four nights out of seven. Yeah. I, I and and Again, that's not to say that blow it all up, but it's it's very clear to me, if it wasn't before, that this iteration of the Kings needs a little bit of a shakeup. They need something. Yeah. And they just got a shakeup in the starting lineup, and that wasn't what it was. That wasn't what you needed. Yeah. It, it's something else. Yeah. Yeah. Tons to get into. We'll have sound from De'Aaron Fox post-game last night. We'll have sound from Mike Brown post-game last night. Um, Kings fans. How are we feeling? 916-909-1320-916-909-1320. Tough loss for the Kings last night. 111-104 at home to the Hornets on the back end of a back-to-back for Charlotte. They now have eight wins. They had lost 11 in a row. It's not great. Uh, six quick thoughts with James Ham coming up next on The Insiders, sponsored by Jiffy Lube here on ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader. Now, back to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Yuck, man. I hate games like this. Or like oh, yeah. last night. Yeah. Since there's nothing... Like, I'm not going to be patronizing. I'm not going to... Like, Chris Duarte was good last night. But I'm not going to be like, hey, you know what? This is great. This is actually good. Yeah. Maybe it's better that they lost this one. I'm not doing that. No. Well, that I would refuse. be intellectually dishonest. Yeah, 100%. Like, I, like that's what... I mean, if you're going to ask me my, my thoughts on a game, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to hide from it. And, you know, like, look, I don't have any any stake in this race here. Like, it is, I cover a team, and sometimes they do this, and when they do this, you got to you gotta call them out. No doubt. Um, you said you had thoughts on last night's game. How about six of them? How'd yesterday's Kings game go? Kings insider James Ham has six notes you need to know. Here are James Ham's six quick thoughts. Cut a fire, right? That's fire, Kyle. Yeah. What shout is out happening? To, uh, shout out to the homie Chris Rice for 
putting that together. Look at that. I think it was Chris. It might have been Charlie. Whoever put that together for us. Well, it's Thank not you. Charlie's voice, so. No, the voice guy. Well, Charlie sends it all to the voice guy, but. Good yeah. stuff. Right. I didn't even I, I didn't even run that script by you, so I'm I'm happy you enjoyed it. Yeah, that was cool. All right, great. Oh, I'm get, in. <laughs> let's get to uh, your first quick thought uh, on last night's Kings loss. The Kings struggled out of the gate, but Demontis Sabonis kept them afloat early. Uh, he crashed a glass, ripped through the Hornet centers for 23 points, 18 rebounds, and four assists. On the downside, Kyle, mm-hmm. he turned the ball over 11 times. He had a dubious triple double. He had a triple-double, just not one of the ones that we talk about. Yeah, not, no. 11 turnovers. I, like, I don't even know what happened. And and the problem that I have is that it wasn't even against, like, it was Nick Richards. Right, you weren't doing this against Joel Embiid. You weren't even doing it against Mark Williams. (laughs) Like, there was a guy named Mensa. Mensa played. I don't even know who Mensa is. Uh, I don't know Mensa? if he's a member. Vic Mensa's a rapper. I I, I I don't know. Like, I had to look up what his name was. Hmm. Nathan Mensa. He, he's po- probably a Mensa member. Uh, either way, like, I don't know how this happens where you walk into a game. And and the, the problem that I have is that he had 11 turnovers. The Hornets only had eight steals as a team. <laughs> Which means that most of his turnovers were unforced. The Kings have twenty as a team, but like, I I, I don't know what to say. Like, you have games like that. Mm-hmm. Like to quote Buddy Hield, it be like that sometimes. It do be, yeah. But at the same time, like, you can't you can't do that. I, I don't know. Not not it, it like you said. If it was a if it was a better opponent, where you're going, hey, they have a really good defensive center. Yeah. Even for God's sakes, Clint Capella. If they had done that, if if Sabonis had done that against Clint Capella, it's like ah, you know what? That's a, a little bit of a tough matchup. And you, you give him you give him some grace there. But when it is throwing the ball away and um, dribbling it off feet and guys not going the right way on on passes, it's like that's where it, and it's just throwing the ball out of bounds. Like, that that comes from a lack of focus. And again, not that losing this one game is is making or breaking the season. Yeah. But it is the mindset going into a game like this where you have Demonis Sabonis setting a career high in turnovers. That is that is so indicative of of what last night's game was. Yeah, it, when a guy finishes a game finishes a game with 23 points, 18 rebounds and we can't like give him his flowers. Yeah. That that's tough. Yeah. 23 and 19 like damn good game. 11 what's? Yeah. Like, oof. That's yeah, brutal. Not great. Number two. Slow start, bad finish. Uh, De'Aaron Fox missed his first five shots. Eventually settled in, 30 points, six assists, five rebound performance. The free, the three ball was on the fritz early. He found a way to score, uh, but he didn't have any late game heroics. And in fact, he had two crucial turnovers, one of which was when the game was basically over. Mm-hmm. But the one before that, the loose ball turnover where he, he gave up uh, – like a transition bucket. Like I think they hit a three. He talked about it. They, yeah, they they got they had the back door cut where yeah. I think somebody fell asleep. I don't know exactly whose assignment it was, but they had a back door cut for an easy dunk. Yep. And then right after that, Darren just dribbles it off his foot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like and boom, game what over. Was, what was incredible was <laughs> Mark Jones on the TV broadcast says 
Uh, it's officially crunch time, like inside of five minutes, five-point game inside of five minutes. Yeah. When the clock ticked to five minutes, he says it's officially crunch time, and Darren immediately hits a layup. Yeah. And then he comes down and draws contact, gets a layup, and then does that little sick-ass hezzy on the perimeter. Yep. It goes left, gets, a, and it's like, there it is. Like, this is this is over. Like, we have we saw it a million times last year. Yes. Like, okay, Darren's going to take over this game late, night-night. And then... It just, it didn't, it was like the car starter didn't turn over. <laughs> just, a, just a weird. Well, and I also like the problem is when you're in a game like that mm-hmm. and you leave a door open, a professional basketball player like Terry Rozier will step through and say, all right, if this is what you're going to do, this is, I, I will respond. Mm-hmm. And he starts hitting shots. And next thing you know. You had, you know, a guy draped all over him and somehow he hits a rainbow three, just a backbreaker. That was sick. And you're just like... That was such a ridiculous you shot. You gave them confidence. Mm-hmm. You let them stick around. You gave them confidence and they beat you. Yep. And then, like, you didn't help the situation. All right. Yep. Number three. Settling in. Chris Duarte started his second straight game at the shooting guard spot and once again showed his value. He hit the glass, made some solid passes and played defense on his way to 12.7 rebounds, four assists. Solid glue guy performance. Yep, he that was uh that was some Doug Christie like performance right there. I want to put a pin in that for sure the yep. the Doug Christie element of this. But when the Kings signed Chris Duarte, the I think idealized version of that signing was last night. Twelve points, seven boards, four assists, playing good defense. Yep. Just doing 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 the little things that we talked about so much yesterday. Kyle, he had three putback bus, uh, buckets off yep. of off of offensive rebounds. Yep, that's just effort. They didn't run plays for him. He went and got yep. the ball, and that's where we've been saying, you know, again and again and again about Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. Like no one has told it's, him you can't rebound. Right. Like nobody is like. It's not like the ball has a cheese touch. And you're not supposed to go, you don't want to go get the cheese touching and, and touch the ball. Yeah. That, I mean, he played 24 minutes last night, Harrison Barnes. Yeah. One rebound. I have a seventh quick thought. Your, on, your on starting shooting guard had seven rebounds. Yeah. You want points? You want shots? You want you want that kind of reward? Go get it. Go create them. Chris Duarte just went and got it. Six yep. of his points came off of missed buckets. Yep. Uh, real quick, Sass in the chat says not not uh, not sold on Duarte. Yeah, no one one good game does not a star make, but you see the vision. You see what hey, if he can do that night in and night out, that yes. helps the Kings immensely. Uh, number and, four, let's rip through these last couple. Yep, Malik Monk played a total of five minutes in the first half and was quiet while the Kings were searching for a spark in the third quarter. Monk hit a pair of threes and appeared to say something to the Kings bench. It spilled over into the timeout. Cooler heads eventually prevailed, but we're going to have more on that. I have some takes. <laughs> Number five. Hiding in the Kings. Uh, I I wrote this before they lost. Uh, Two-game win streak uh, and uh, with some tough ball games for Keegan Murray. Uh, he's averaging eight points over his previous three games and exactly put on the show in this one. Uh, it's a long season, but it feels like a mini dip in production for, for Keegan. Yeah, he hasn't. Um, yeah, just struggles. This is well, and this is why he had that really nice, like, weak stretch at the 47 points. Yeah. And, but he's even good the couple of games before that. And it was like, this is great, but this is what you need to continue to see. You need to continue to see these steps. 
that he's struggling right now is not like, oh my God, he's bad yeah. now. But I think this is just kind of the growing pains of, hey, we've seen what Pete Keegan looks like. A step back was, was I think, probably expected on some level. Yep. And we're seeing that now the key is going to be getting out of it post-haste. This is a second-year player. Yep. That's exactly what we're seeing. And yep. that's why typically you don't rely on a second-year player to be your third best player. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Number six. More Trey Lyles, please. Uh, the Kings reserve forward continue to make an impact. Uh, he's 10 for 17 from three over his last three games, including three more makes in this one. He's giving the Kings a nice punch off the bench. I can tell you to every time I watch Trey Lyles play, I like I need to see more Trey Lyles. He's one of their five best players right now, and yeah. I don't I don't know if if that's really in question. Yeah, maybe he's very very good. We'll talk more about that. Uh, bonus uh, bonus quick thought: You mentioned Harrison Barnes and the rebounding. Ish Smith, who's played for I think twenty six NBA teams. Yeah, forty three NBA teams. He's thirty five. Oh, forty three. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thirty five years old. He is six feet tall. He played 18 minutes. He had more rebounds than all but two Kings. Oh. He had six boards last night. That's hustle. That's it. That's it. That's it. Show he was me. locked in and focused and wanted to win a game. That's right. That's frustrating. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, 916-909-1320. That's 916-909-1320. We have a couple callers on the line. Phone lines are open. If you want to vent, if you want to, if you have trade thoughts, if I see people in the chatty house going in on Harrison Barnes and Chris Duarte, there's a bunch of stuff going on. Tons to dig into from Kings Hornets. We will continue doing that uh, when we get back from the break. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes here on ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento sports leader. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Why? Now, back to the Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Matson, Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. 
I have a question. I'm listening. Have Kyle. the Kings? So here, let's. I want to. I want to let Mike Brown explain his thoughts on the game last night. Okay. And then I will ask you a, a question based on what Mike Brown had to say. And then we'll get to these calls. We've got a couple of people hanging in there. We really appreciate it. Uh, James and Buddha, I see you. And we will get to you uh, here shortly on ESPN 1320. 916-909-1320. 916-909-1320. Here is what Mike Brown said on last night's loss to Charlotte. The first five out there, I thought they initially did a good job and then you know once we made subs I, I like we were throwing underhand passes and I, I mean it, it was the in my opinion probably one of the laziest loosest games that we've had where we decided to play that way that audio courtesy of course of our very own James Ham. Uh, subscribe to the Kings Beat at thekingsbeat.com today at James underscore Ham NBA on Twitter as well if you want to listen to uh, the full clip uh, from Mike Brown. De'Aaron Fox and Chris Duarte also spoke last night, but that's not important. What's important is Mike Brown called that a lazy, loose game. Yes. Have the Kings earned to you the right to have a game like that? No. no. Me neither. No, I and mean, that's what was worrying about it. Like, if you're a team that's lost in the Western Conference Finals or something, then yeah, sure. You know, if you're a, a 55, 60 win team and you have a, a game like that, okay. But I get exactly what he's talking about, and let's not let's not like mince words here. Like those, Let, go ahead, go ahead. Those were shots. Shots fired right there it's, by Mike Brown. It's worth noting that the question that that was a response to was specifically about Malik Monk. <laughs> yeah, there um, there were some issues there. It was, hey, you and Malik Monk got in a little bit of a heated exchange. What was yeah. that about? Here's what he said about that. Yeah, no, it's the heat of the moment. Malik and I, I think everybody has seen it, uh, but Malik and I have gotten into exchanges before. This was not the first time that I've uh, I got a lot of money. It won't be the last time. And then immediately after that went, yeah, it was sloppy, loose game, underhand passes, this and that. As soon as the subs came in, it was like, oh, boy. Yeah, so Ooh. they bring in Malik Monk. Yeah. One of the first plays he does is he literally throws an underhand pass that surprises Demonis Sabonis, hits him in the chest, pops up in the air, and is a live ball turnover that goes down to the other end for a bucket. And... Like, instantly, it was like, oh, boy, is this where we're going? Again, Sabonis, I believe, was hit with that turnover. But, yes, that was that was one of the first plays. And then you saw just, like, this lethargic, like, there was no energy in the building, and you expect that Malik Monk will bring the energy. Yep, that's his— Right? We've, we, I said, on yesterday's show, yeah. I said he's the most important player for the Kings. Well, I, I think and, you saw it last night. Yes. So so he gets yanked after five minutes. And I, I think the one thing I'll point out to is that's the team that drafted him, the team that kind of squandered his yeah. talent the first three years of mm-hmm. his career that held him back in his opinion, well, at least I believe in his opinion, that did not let him become the player that he is now, mm-hmm. right? That's a team. He wants to get over on them. But instead of hitting the nitro button and being playoff Malik, there was this unseriousness to what was happening on the court. And it wasn't just him. 
there was multiple players that like you could see the same thing, but he's such a lightning rod for this team. And then we have he sits, he comes back in the third quarter, and sure enough, he hits a couple of threes, and then he says something. And you know what this reminded me of? Like, longtime Kings fans will remember this moment. There was a moment when Rick Adelman refused to play Derek Martin. Derek Martin was not good enough to play for the Sacramento Kings mm-hmm. on, a, on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. He got to play one night and went off in, in scrub time. Mm-hmm. Three after three after three after three. And I think he ended up scoring like something crazy like 18 points or 20 points in like five minutes. <laughs> and then it started getting out of control. Every time he hit a three, he was looking at, at his own head coach the entire time. And like, you see this, you see this, like it got out of control. Well, that's what Mike Brown viewed was disrespect. And I watch Malik go over, they call a timeout. Malik goes over and sits on the bench. And you see Mike Brown fuming on the court. And then he walks right over and leans over and like, blah, blah, blah. And Malik Monk says something. I think at first he said, all right now, Mike. And then... Mike came back and started going again, and Malik said something to him, and they're jawing at each other on the sidelines. You can watch it all on uh, Sean Cunningham. I uh, recorded the whole entire thing from our seats, like was zoomed down. Yeah. We were watching it, but I was watching it play out in live, mm-hmm. in, in like live action. Like, yeah. oh, this is this is heated. Yeah, because Malik Monk didn't make those two threes, and then look at the bench and go, "See, I can shoot." Yeah. Like no, de- no. <laughs> I don't think he was probably saying anything super nice. Yeah, so I think the whole night had that kind of weird feel where something was off. Yeah. And maybe that's because you just spent a whole bunch of time together. Maybe you just spent too much time together over the holidays because this team <laughs> has played nothing but game, game after game after game. But that's the NBA. Right. Like, if, and if, if that's going to be a problem, then like, yeah, yikes. Well, that and, and you know, like brothers fight. That's that's the way it goes. Like when you're a team, it's mm-hmm. more like a brotherhood. You're, you're with each other all the time. Sometimes you have these moments. And I, I just think for like Mike, it's it's his job to keep Malik like in line and, and heading the right direction. And for Monk, it's his job to bring the energy. Here, here's, <laughs> and he didn't. Here's the deal. If Malik Monk hits those two threes, and him and Mike Brown are jawing at each other on the sideline, and the Kings eventually pull away like I think everybody thought they would in the third quarter. Yeah. Everybody's going, man, look at this. Look at Malik. Look at this team. They're not afraid to to get in each other's face and hold let each it, other let it, accountable yeah, in the thing. moment. Yes. Yeah. 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 And instead it turns into like, ugh, it's kind of awkward. Yeah. I don't I don't make anything major out of it. I don't either. And like, but, uh, like uh, instantly we start getting, oh, free Malik. Oh, Malik's not coming Malik. back. Oh, he's Jesus. he's not coming. Like all this stuff. It's like, <laughs> calm down, everybody. This is something that happens. Like it, it, it is literally something if that this, happens if this all starts, the time. If this starts happening, it, <laughs> you want a good example of this happens? Um, not to compare the two players, but go look at some of the stuff that's happened between Draymond Green and Steve Kerr. Oh, yeah. 2016 game in Oklahoma City where they almost fought at halftime. And they had this sideline report that was like, uh, the cops are outside the Warriors locker room. Yeah. Hey, my first, it happens. My first year covering this team in 2010. Yeah, not the same thing. But. All of a sudden, Luther Head was no longer there. And I'm like, what happened to Luther Head? Like, 
it was time for Luther to go. And I'm like, <laughs> what does that mean? And that was Paul Westfall, like, it was time for Luther to go. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. It's as far as... We also had a situation that year where a player felt like one of the king's assistants disrespected oh. his mom. It was like a very weird situation where the Kings had a player, a, 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 an assistant coach, Mario Ellie, who somebody's mom, a, a player, his mom was a, legend. was a fan of Mario Ellie. Of course, sure. you know, Golden State Warrior, Houston Rockets. Uh, like it, Mario Ellie was a good player, but his mom was a big fan of Mario Ellie. He tried to introduce his mom to Mario Ellie. It didn't go the way that he thought. So he waited until everybody was in a team meeting waited until everybody went in the door, was the last guy to go in the door, and then unloaded on mm -hmm. an assistant coach for disrespecting his mom. Yeah, I like, bye. Like That's wild. I think he was waived uh, like a week or two later. Uh, oh and I'm not going to like, and that's not the Luther head situation. That's someone yeah. someone else on the Jesus. team. So like, look, there are situations that happen all the time. There are players who get into it. Sure. Um, you know, like famous, like behind the scenes, Dante Green and uh, DeMarcus Cousins getting into physical altercations. Jason Thompson, part of that. Like, there are plenty of times where this team has had, like, issues behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. But, like, this is not that. This was no, a situation on a court where a player got a little chirpy and a coach didn't like it mm -hmm. and let him have it. Yeah. And the game wasn't going great. I'm sure player no. was frustrated. Coach is frustrated. Everyone's again, frustrated. Again, now, if this happens again tonight... Yeah. Okay. Now let's dig into it. But I'm not. No. Totally. Losing my head over. Totally. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty nine one six nine zero nine one three two zero. If you want to join the conversation, uh, James Notham. What's going on, James in Sacramento? What do you got? What's up, gone. I feel bad. He hung out on hold for such a long time. James, call back. Uh, your connection was not uh, was not the best. Um, no, we got, uh, oh, I know what Buddha wants to talk about. And James, I think you're going to, I think you might agree with him. Okay. Buddha, what's up? What's up, baby? Happy New Year's to you, man. Oh, boy. Go ahead. I can't say no. Happy New Year's to me. Day's over now. Yeah, it was, yesterday was it. Yesterday was it for me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope your holidays were good. I hope you had a, a, a good holiday season, Buddha. What do you got for us? Yeah, for sure, man. Hey, I just seen a report. Kuz is on the trade block. So, man, I think it's time to grab him up. They said two first, and I say Harrison Barnes because Kuz is so good. For, for I think we've been sleeping on him because he's a playmaker, he's a rebounder, and he's an aggressive scorer every night. 23 points a game right now. He playing on a bad team, but he ain't got no pieces around him. We would say De'Aaron Fox was playing on a bad team, and he was scoring when he was scoring his numbers. So, I feel like Mike Brown would help Kuz play more defense, and that's the piece to take King to the next level because you would have De'Aaron Fox, Kuz, and Sabonis every night. They consistent, and then if Malik come, he come. Pause. If uh, Chris Dorte come, he gonna come. Pause. But yeah, we I think we got it, man. We get clues. What you guys think about that? I agree. Flag on Buddha. Flag on Buddha. You got that's the flag. A, that's a flag. I guess you don't get. Uh, yeah, I got a. It's a flag, flag. on Buddha. Uh, multiple, <laughs> multiple personal fouls. Um, no, you didn't even mention Keegan Murray. You're in on the Kuzma thing. I don't know if. It, let me rephrase. Hang okay. on. 
let me paint the picture. After the show yesterday, we're sitting out here, and I see I see uh, James and I see TC on the line. Hang in there, guys. Um, we're sitting out there after the show, and you're doing research. You're doing the writer thing, right? Yeah. You sit around, and you, you just read, and you dig into stuff, and you have an idea, and you dig in and see if it's an idea worth exploring. And <laughs> I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm writing, and I hear you go, well, Kyle Kuzma's only making whatever amount. And I was like, huh? And then you're silent for a minute. And all of a sudden, you just go, hey, I kind of like the Kyle Kuzma idea. And then it's like, what? Okay. Where did that come from? I so have, please explain. I have been very much on the anti-Kyle Kuzma. Very much. For a long time. Yes. For a long time, yes. right? Because, first of all, he plays for the most unserious franchise there ever was, right? That what what we're seeing right there is is not good at all, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a place where, like, this is like nineteen nineties, early nineties Sacramento Kings basketball. Like, there's a point where Antoine Carr averages twenty points a game, where Rodney McRae averages twenty points a game. So, like, somebody like Kyle Kuzma, who's very talented, can go to Washington and and average whatever twenty three points a game. So mm-hmm. it's not so much the the numbers that grab me. And and again, the other problem I have is that the Kings were interested in Kyle Kuzma during the offseason. And Kyle Kuzma chose to be chose a path of of again not being serious about his craft. Sure. When you go back to the Washington Wizards, there is no question that that team was not going to be good. Although I I I I agree with you. <clears throat> However, I don't think that Kyle Kuzma necessarily went, I want to be unserious. Because you're looking at, I, I I, and I know other people who thought like, yeah, hey, Jordan Poole getting out from whatever dark cloud is hanging over him in Golden State and going to Washington where he can be a lead guard. We've seen him be that and be successful in a postseason environment. Tyus Jones was the reason the Grizzlies were still good without John Morant. They brought him over. Um <clears throat> And you're going, hey, if you're Kyle Kuzma and you got these these two guards, you're gonna be you're gonna be there in the front court. Like, okay, maybe you're building a little something here. I get that. I could see yourself talk, someone talking themselves into that. I I think my point would be that like when a player values his own personal points per game over winning, mm-hmm. then I don't really. He's not someone that I would go out and and chase. Like if you're Kyle Kuzma. And you literally play for a franchise that has done nothing for well over a decade. They mm-hmm. just traded Bradley Beal, right? Because Bradley Beal, like hit their their end all be all, Bradley Beal. Right. He looked at the opportunity to score more points and to to just have a bigger role, okay? Or to like value something that is in the long run is very meaningless. Like your your role with a team that's not meaningless, like all the time but like what you can do for scoring 23 points a game for the Washington Wizards versus scoring 17 for the Sacramento Kings you should value the wins over the points at least in my world now Mm -hmm. that's not Kyle Kuzma's world I don't wear sweaters that have sleeves that are four feet long and they go down to the ground and that's crazy he's totally seemed like that kind of and I don't wear like weird headdresses on occasion and and stuff I, I don't that's not who I am. I, I don't care stunning. about that stuff. I'm someone, as as an athlete, when I played sports, I am a nuts and bolts, go in there and play hard. And, and I don't think that, I, I think Kyle Kuzma does play hard, but I also think that he values the wrong things on occasion. So 
to wrap this up, to bring it back to the question, <laughs> the question was... You're in! I'm in. <laughs> um, first of all, Kyle Kuzma fits what the Kings need. They do need another score. They do need a long, athletic, power forward, multi-positional, 3-4 guy who can do a lot of things on the court. If you go back to like two years ago, if mm-hmm. they could get these 17.9 points per game... 8.5 rebounds, almost a block per game, Kyle Kuzma. We're talking about a 28-year-old. And mm-hmm. then, Kyle, what really started the discussion for me was I had looked at Kyle Kuzma, like, his contract and said, okay, he didn't get overly paid. Like, I thought if he was going to go back to Washington, it would have been more for, like, $30 million a year. Mm-hmm. But then I look at his contract, and this is when my mind shifted he makes twenty five point six million this year. Mm-hmm. He makes twenty three point five million next year. Twenty one point five the year after that, and nineteen point four the year after that. Somehow they got Kyle Kuzma to sign a declining scale contract at twenty eight years old that would fit so perfectly into the King's salary structure that I have to look at it and go, okay, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. That's what they did because now. If Kyle Kuzma doesn't work out in two years, you still have two years of Kyle Kuzma and can move him because his his contract is good mm-hmm. for a player who who can actually play. Right. I'm not saying Kyle Kuzma can't play. I just wonder if he's going to be all in on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. After watching what's happening in Washington and like if he doesn't want to get out of there, I don't know you know, what he is as a basketball player. He's sure. got to want to be out of there sure. and want to be in a better situation for basketball purposes. Mm-hmm. And Sacramento can provide that. So do I want to give up a pair of first-round picks? I'm not giving up a pair of first-round picks for no. Kyle Kuzma. But I would give up a lottery-protected first and maybe one or two seconds to go with a package of salary that offsets his cost. And that's where I think the Kings will... I mean, they'd have to listen. And if you can do it without trading Harrison Barnes, stick with me here for a sec. Let's just say that, for instance, Kyle, that you were able to get Kyle Kuzma matching salary. You could do something like Kevin Herter and Davion Mitchell with the first round pick and maybe a second mm-hmm. for Kyle Kuzma. And all of a sudden, Harrison Barnes is your super sub that can play the two, three, four. Right. Behind. Her- Harrison Barnes is the second guy off your bench is dramatically better than Harrison Barnes is your starting four. Yeah, so that's where I'm looking at this and going, okay, I would I would listen. Especially mm-hmm. if Chris Duarte can be your two, uh, you got Malik Monk as your backup two, you've got young players in Keon Ellis and and uh, Colby Jones that can eat some minutes mm-hmm. at the one. Uh, you know, you're going to have some issue there where you probably need to fill a void, mm-hmm. but I'm okay with that. Like, that seems like a transaction that I would at least consider because at the end of the day, I do think that that makes you a better team. I'm I'm totally with you. In our chatty house. Yep. I'm not ham says they'd only consider Kuzma if the Kings give up no first, no Keegan, and only if Tyus Jones is in the deal. I'm guessing you'd have to give up at least one first. I, I agree with you. I wouldn't do two. But I'm in on the Tyus Jones thing. Well, the problem is Tyus Jones makes $14 bucks. That's fine. Figure it out. Well, yeah, but that's a lot to figure out. 
Because if now you're looking at Harrison Barnes, now you're looking at thirty nine million dollars in in contract, and that means yes, that means you've got to include Harrison Barnes, or you've got to include Trey Lyles and another piece. Like no, no, keep Trey Lyles. Add Harrison Barnes to that. Yeah. Okay. Signed, sealed, delivered. So I love Tyus Jones. Hey, look, I think I'm a big Tyus Jones guy. What we're looking at with Washington right now is is a team that understands that this isn't it and that they can't buy a couple of years. What they can do is reset their <laughs> roster and maybe sell off one or two of these guys for a first-round pick. I love the idea that just now on January 3rd, <laughs> Washington was like, ah, maybe this team's not it. I think they When everybody they four least, games in was like, ugh. I think they could have at least, they thought they could at least have been fun. I, right. Right? Like, yeah. hey, we're not going to win a bunch of games, but at least we have a guy that could average 30 a game and another right. guy could average 25 a game and at least we'll be fun. Yeah. They're that's, not even, that's not what's They're happening. fun for the wrong reasons. Mm. <laughs> they're fun for a lot of the wrong reasons. Like Nelson, like, hee-hee. Yeah. That kind of fun. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're being laughed at, not uh, not laughed with. Yeah. 916-909-1320 is the number. James, what's up? What's up, guys? Sorry about the connection That's earlier. way uh, better. Way better. Oh. Yeah, I, I, iTunes or I, or whatever they're called. All right, here we <laughs> totally. go. Totally. So, so my whole card is just garbage because I don't want to talk Kuzma. Like oh. I was going to talk about so much, but Kuzma, man, you know I'm not going to be on here very long. But you know Kuzma, I think is the guy. Oh. You're in on Kyle Kuzma. I'm in. I'm in. I'm sold. Just what you guys have been saying, man. I'm sold. Okay, what else? To, what real quick? Give me, give me a little taste of what else you were gonna say. Um, I said I was gonna say Duarte looked great. Um, Trey Lyles needs to start over HB. HB's just, he's just, he's not doing anything. You know, I'm watching. He's just, he's very inconsistent. He's just standing in a corner. It's like, it's like, dude, move around, get rebounds. And I'm do just something. not seeing anything from him. I'm with you. I just need to see something. Right. And then, um. Herder's still hurting. I got you know. I'm pulling the card back out now. Oh, oh no, he all took right. notes. Well, all right. Well, <laughs> we're gonna. Uh, I appreciate uh, appreciate the call, James. I don't want to. I don't want to have him dig all the way into his go back his into his, his yeah. stuff. Well, this is he always hit, a problem. he hit on the the Harrison Barnes Trey Lyles thing though, which is mm. we we're talking about that a little bit last night. Okay. Yeah, I, I the one thing I hate is that like I, I can make an argument for somebody and like sway a certain percentage of people. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to do that when it comes to Kyle Kuzma. Like if Kyle Kuzma I comes think, to the Kings, like I, I'm not a hundred percent. I look at him as a salary. Here's what I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that there are a lot of people who have been kind of in on the Kyle Kuzma idea, but not wanting to publicly say so because of how much of a joke the wizards are right now. Oh, but when you lay it out, people go, Oh, see, yeah. Okay. Now I'm in. Because now they can just publicly say, it. I don't know how many people you're swaying necessarily. Okay. If that helps, if that helps you. Okay. It might make me feel better about the situation. I do know, like, look, the Kings were interested this summer. And and he had, uh, like, I think he thought he was going to Houston. And there was actually a couple of deals that were, mm-hmm. that Houston was hot on early on. Uh, they thought they were getting Brooke Lopez, uh, like, which I'm not even sure why. But they were heavy in on a couple of players. But when they were able to get Van Vliet to commit and then they didn't have enough salary, mm-hmm. it became Dylan Brooks as opposed to Kyle Kuzma and they built out their roster. And so I think he just, he decided not to go to Sacramento. There was an option there. Man. Hm. I'm in. You're in. 
Yeah. I'm in based on you, though. You swung me. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, hey, TC, can you say what you need to say in one minute? Yeah, it's, hey, hey, it's, it's real quick. First and foremost, I want to say what's up to my two guys, Hammer and Kyle. But, hey, Hammer, hey, like, as far as we got to stop acting like moving Harrison Barnes, like if we can't trade a moving Harrison to the bench is like the baddest thing ever. Like, I swap Harrison Barnes right now for Trey Lyles in the starting lineup. Dorte already got switched out for Herder. Like, that's not the baddest thing. And also, I'm all in on Kuz. I was one of the big names on Kuz, and I'm I'm glad to see that you came around on Kuz. I take a trade for Kuz, and that might be the trade, Victor. But if we can't move on from Harrison, we have to stop acting like moving Harrison to the bench will be the wrong thing because we don't have another answer at a guy that can play the stretch for. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, and I know you're probably not saying that. I'm just like, that's not the worst thing. We're not like, oh, we can't move Harrison to the bench and we'll fall off the map. That's not the thing, man. Trey Lyles can get in there and answer big. No, Thanks, TC. I- I'm with you, TC. Like, uh, there comes a point where like productivity. If you can't be productive and you can't find a way to make an impact, then you need to, you know, then Mike Brown needs to make a move. But at the same time. The Kings really, and this isn't a knock on Trey Lyles, the Kings really still need that long, super athletic, supporting piece next to Demonis Sabonis. Mm -hmm. And saying that Trey Lyles isn't that isn't a knock on Trey Lyles. I mean, Trey Lyles is built the way he's built. He's Trey, right. I, I like him as a as a five. I like him playing the four and the five. Mm-hmm. I, but I also, I just don't know that the switch out is there because you don't have the switchability with your three and your four if that's what you're doing. I think Harrison Barnes is much more switchable defender, and that's just that's how the Kings play. I think it's more of a plea to get their five best players on the court more often. He can play more minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. don't know that like starting him is is going to change anything, and maybe it would. Um, um, we're going to continue talking about all this. Kyle Kuzma, Trey Lyles, et cetera, et cetera, 916 916- 909-1320. That's 916-909-1320. If you want to join the conversation on ESPN 1320, more Kings coming up. You're listening to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 